Today's episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Internet service providers in the United States have been known to sell data to ad companies. In the United Kingdom and Australia, internet service providers are required to keep logs of the websites you visit. Certain countries even restrict and censor certain websites and content. As our listeners know, security is paramount when it comes to cryptocurrency. ExpressVPN is the industry standard that puts a stop to all of this while ensuring the security and privacy of not only your browsing history, but your wallet connections. Utilizing data encryption and IP masking, ExpressVPN gives users peace of mind no matter what part of the world you're in. My listeners can go to www.expressvpn.com slash mohawk, M-O-H-A-W-K. That's expressvpn.com slash mohawk to see how you can get three months free of the best VPN subscription service available. All right. Welcome to another edition of the Mohawk Mandate. I'm your host, Mr. Mohawk. Joining me uh, with Comb Financial is Dabush and Moon. Guys, thank you so much uh, for joining, um, you know, giving us a chance to learn a little bit more about uh, the utopia addition that you guys are making to your ecosystem, going over some general concepts with uh, with Comb and uh, talking about how new investors can get involved. So again, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I have worked with you guys a little bit in uh, some prior ventures. Um, I have the luxury of knowing you guys personally, knowing a little bit more about your journey uh personally um but you know for for the sake of the listeners um tell us a little bit about your background and what got you into um web3 and crypto um i can go first so my name's moon um also in philip um i am the lead developer and the founder of comb and um really my background stems off of just being somebody who loves front end and design and so much of what I develop here at Comb and what I am, what we're planning on developing is based off the user experience of our products. And so that when people onboard onto our platform, we hope for them to have like the best user experience they can get in Web3 because currently this space is not the best in terms of Web3 experience. And so hopping onto the space, my objective was to kind of build more platforms to just get more people into Web3 because... Um, Around me, there's a bunch of people who aren't familiar with Web3. Cryptocurrencies have never invested. And so my job, or well, I think my goal is to is to really get these people to get like familiar with Web3, with blockchain, and get them associated with it. Because I believe this is going to be one of the best technologies in the near future, um, alongside many others. But um, this is the space I like working in. The people here are amazing, and the communities are even, even better. And so... That's where I stemmed off of um, and why I'm here in the space today. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. So something like Phil. um, So my background itself is I started my own business here in Southern California, a brick and mortar automotive chain. And essentially my focus and like what separated me was, I guess, from expanding to that chain uh, was focusing on customer, like the customer's always right. Um, and then also focusing on marketing, online SEO with brick and mortars are a little bit different than blockchain, but a lot of the, I would say the business with how protocols were running in web three was pretty similar to how we as customers and consumers day to day, uh, know about automotive chains or like, or blue collar work. Right. So I basically started there, um, started my first shop in 2018 and then kind of expanded from there. And then after 2018, I was still also a student. Um, and basically from just, you know, starting my own business, during some sort of cash flow, I got invested into crypto. Um, however, back then when I invested in crypto, 
it was essentially just buying Bitcoin or buying Ethereum and just kind of holding. Even though I was exposed to Bitcoin and Ethereum much uh, earlier, just due to my older brother, um, back in like you know the the days because he he actually went to Berkeley, so he was exposed to Ethereum the moment Ethereum came out. Right. You know, I mean, there's some like drunk dude in a bar telling you got to buy Ethereum when Ethereum was like a a dollar or something, right? And, and it's, uh, it's funny how times have really yeah. not changed that much, right? It's still I, some like, junk dude at a bar talking about. <laughs> it, was, it, it was. It's you, you're right, and it's it's super it's super funny because even like back then, I think we were looking at it. He was telling me about Ethereum when it was eight or ten dollars. This is about 2017 or 20. Um, it was like it was like spring of 2017. It was like a year after high school. I graduated high school, and he was like, "We should get into this and all this stuff." Um, and then this was like during like the other, I would say, um, basically other coins like Spank Chain, if everybody remembers that one. Uh, it was a bunch of just there's just a bunch of things that people were kind of like the ripple era came as well like people the xrp guys came yep. in it was like literally like that era of like the 2017 bull so i kind of knew about bitcoin itself also through, via press and pish because before i started my business i used to listen to their podcast uh we study billionaires um and they kind of like spoke about bitcoin and the first purchase pizza so i kind of already had that in the back of my brain so the moment i basically started getting cash flow for my business i invested into bitcoin and I, I, and for me, my, like the way I always like to work is so, okay, I invested, I should have DCA'd, I'm not going to lie. Cause I held through even like the 2020, um, uh, COVID, uh, era, I still yeah. held. And then after that, basically I'm currently a student at USC studying CSBA. Um, and it was kind of, I guess the story of me getting actually into define web three is kind of one of those, uh, stereotypical, like college stories where you kind of see your college roommate, um, coming in there and they talk about the next big thing right yep my exposure to crypto was just kind of like you know the main the main like i guess the main tokens i'd never actually explored DeFi as much and back in 2020 and then he himself like his name was like, his name is paul he's like it's like the most funny story like this kid walks in here he has like a pudding cup in his hand and i'm like i'm like i'm look. he's like i just made 30. i'm like i'm like what are you talking about at this time i was doing my own startup called one up eventually became dodo duels um but basically he had like this pudding cup in his hand and he was like, uh, I just made 30 and I was like, what do you mean 30 bucks? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, no, I made 30 grand. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, this kid's like 20 years old. And I was like, you're 19 years old, what, what it was. And I was like, man, I'm great. I'm getting gray hair. I'm trying to do all these, like, I guess these next big things and be a part of it and try to like really bring some of the consumers. And this guy came to me, he's like, I made 30, just 30 racks. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, I like, like I spit like water out of my mouth. I was like, what are you talking about? I made 30 racks. Like, what do you, what you end up doing? You know, and he's like, he's like, I like he he traded. He basically traded. He was never super into passive income. He always traded, I guess, like like just like uh, these low market cap uh, uh, coins. And this is like during like the summer of 2020, so obviously it was very hot. Mm -hmm. And like literally everything, his explanation, everything this I should have known. Um, so screw you, Paul. But at the same time, thank you for getting me in this space. Was um, he just say like it's like the decentralized version of like. Verizon or is a decentralized version. He just say he just put decentralization in front of like any sort of I guess like description of an industry. And and then for me, I was like, what does that even mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, where's the money coming from? And it's like, he's like, I don't know. I just buy it. It's like an ATM machine. I'm like, I dude, what it. the heck? It doesn't and matter as long as there's it. as long as there's those buzzwords included in it. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> what the heck is going on? But I was, but at the same time, I was like, I need to get in this space like some sort of like there's something happening in this space that is unique and interesting so lo and behold this is like during the era where i first started and all, and i also came from a, a, a higher like a tech background actually mm -hmm. i'm not for, uh, compared to the common individual uh or layman like my i was majoring in csba right so um for me getting into DeFi and even exploring DeFi was very difficult very very difficult um there was a lot of things that i had to do um, that was testing. I remember bridging was very hard. I remember creating LPs and we'll get into that it was very difficult. And, and even sending funds to a wallet was very difficult. Um, and you have to, I remember during the time where I would literally send to another wallet, you know, uh, basically to, and to double check what I sent into, yep. you know, basically check. And then basically from there, so like the, the whole process, like, you know, just, just onboarding a new, I guess, consumer or a new investor in the whole space was just already difficult enough. Um, and there's always some sort of like, you know, thing. And then basically I got exposed to staking and then from staking, um, I think it was on hot cross or, or something. It was, a, it was, a this I haven't checked out their platform, but basically it was with, 
Um, I forgot what token itself it was, but it exposed me to, uh, to staking with yields that were extremely high compared to like what I was used to. Like, like basically we're talking about 200, 300%. Nothing, right. I, wasn't, I wasn't doing anything that was like 3000 or anything, but it was something where I was like, yo, this is 300% and I can basically get a percent on my return a day. So I, like, you know, that was like kind of lured me in. And then I got exposed to that. <clears throat> basically as, you know, lo and behold, as you kind of start going through it, you end up kind of, you know, you learn as you fail. That's the best way you got to turn those, That's those losses. That's a great way of putting it. Yes. Yeah. You have to turn those losses into lessons. But I basically got into DAOs. So with Ohm, I even associated DAOs with Ohm forks and Ohms, right? I didn't, but it's its own concept actually. And it's going to be super, hopefully very impactful in the future. But the way I kind of interpreted it, I was like, okay, it's an Ohm fork or an Ohm or any of this stuff. Cause I was like what they're marketed as uh, typically. And then I got into like, and that's basically, I got into time. And then from just exploring the different chains and kind of, uh, going throughout, um, actually through the entire, I would say entire time, right? Like as far as getting exposed in mean, the snow bank, snow, uh, uh, snow dog going through like the entire thing like that. Um, so for the OGs, they kind of remember the, those times, but, um, just kind of getting really, really, I would say I was, I got super deep into the space and basically from there. I just like fell in the rabbit hole like everybody else, but um, kind of been like, okay, there's a lot of things that need to be changed in this industry, in my in my opinion, from like not even product design, which is like what I love to do actually, mm -hmm. is more so of like um, just how business, just the business, just just basic BD stuff, right? Like it's right. like, hey, the way this business is operating is so like, like it's it's unheard of, right? Like you don't even know anybody who's behind. I guess behind a protocol, the protocols you even reach out to, they're not really responsive, uh, but people are still throwing money into them. And I was like, what the heck, you know? So then for me, um, I like to say I'm a serial entrepreneur to an extent. I was like, I wanna create something that's gonna be different and basically change the space and, and actually provide some sort of income, safe and reliable income for users that actually wanna get into this space. And then by being kind of exposed to nodes, I, I saw Phil actually posted, a video he was like the first person in the node space actually to showcase it to showcase his face right and he was a founder in the lead dev um it's like a week and a half after i think the protocol but uh started but basically a week and a week and a half he had confidence in that and for me it was like okay you know what um that's someone that has confidence in the protocol itself also before he even launched he was posting like snip i believe it was like you're posting like codes of basically what was wrong with a smart contract like ring smart contract or something of that nature basically kind of showing like this is how you properly do it or what have you or improvements um but basically kind of seeing that it got me very into i was like you know what this is a, a man or person that i would like to kind of put my put my like put my 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 heart and soul into and and go um, move forward with right like i already knew who he was um and then basically at that moment we kind of kicked it off we wore multiple different hats. So I in, in comb, I essentially started with basically, uh, it was gr it's growth and product, but it was a little bit more than that it was community management, uh, copywriting. There was so much that went on to it, biz dev operations. And um, basically now our roles have became a little bit more higher level. We're making more strategic decisions to basically make sure that this company avails and is very successful in the future. Um, so I know I kind of went on a, a, a little, uh, I went on a kind of tangent as far as like how it really brought me in, but I think uh, it was kind of appropriate at the same time to kind of see like, okay, how the entire, I guess, journey of the boosh, you know? Yeah, man. And I, I think that it's so important. Uh, I mean, you bring up a point about uh, Phil being docs and, and how surprising that was. Um, we see a lot of guys in the space uh, that might be docs now, but they, you know, somehow something comes up about uh, something that they were involved in in the past. And, you know, they didn't dox because it was a little bit bumpy. It may have failed. Uh, they wanted their reputation to be intact. So for someone uh, to be doxed right off the bat, I think that goes to show, um, you know, the confidence that you had, Phil, and what you were building and, um, you know, how you were building it, too making it genuine and putting your name and your brand behind it. So I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said about people that take that approach where, you know, you don't wait until it works to release that information. You go into it and provide your community with a face that goes to the name and, and you have, you know, 
you're able to, um, you know, create that relationship with your community right off the bat. So definitely kudos to you in uh, taking that approach, really. Um, speaking of which, I think that now everything that we've seen, especially in the last six to eight months, um, the average retail investor is now looking to invest in the team just as much as they are uh, trying to invest in a protocol, right? I, th I think that people have realized that you can't just magically throw money at something anymore and you make money. You wanna invest in a protocol with decent tech, you wanna invest in a protocol that makes sense, but you also wanna invest in a team that shows promise, shows that they're gonna be around long-term, um, they're providing sustainability and longevity for their community. And I, you know, I wanted to uh, bring that to light with, you know, your guys' backgrounds and the way that you started Comb, because I think that's exactly what you guys provide for your community is sustainability, longevity, and you're doing so not hiding behind a screen. You're engaging with your community. You're keeping up with communication. You're doing all the right things that, especially what we're looking for in a team with Caliber, uh, where our criteria is so extensive. Um, you know, it's every basically everything uh, that you guys are doing, I think it it not only grows Comb, but it grows DeFi and Web3 in general. So again, kudos to you guys and what you've done, um, you know, in an effort to create kind of a new standard on what we can expect from decentralized financial protocols. Um, so in, uh, in light with um decentralized financial protocols come um you guys launched in december of 21 um you you guys were one of the first nodes as a service passive income protocols and you're one of the very few that made it out um so i want to talk a little bit about what you guys launched as some of the pivots that you made in your ethos and then we can get into some of the other um, tech implementations that you guys made in, you know, March and April. Um, and then, we'll, you know, we'll get into Utopia that you guys have coming up after that. But just wanted to touch on, you know, the the inception of Comb uh, and what that was like for you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again. I appreciate all those um, nice comments. And so, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll, get, sure I'll get straight into it. And so... Um, for Comb, we started off as a node as a service protocol, similarly to everybody else. Um, the difference was um, we developed really fast. And so moving like fast was something that we had um, in comparison to every other protocol. And so quickly we were able to come out with the first, um, what is it, the RPC endpoints, um, first like tiered system, um, first like compounding system, unique compounding system with Nectar. Um, and small things like that, that really improve the user experience of the protocol. Um, and I think one of the things that are kind of overlooked um, towards the beginning of Comb would be like, or how we played by the objectives. And so lots of the time, um, we always had objectives we abided to. And so um, we had like a bunch of pillars and we always had to um, say, we were gonna develop this um, for these pillars. And some of them would be like community, for um, the validator for helping out the network um, for the team. And so it was all just a couple of different pillars that we did abide to, to make sure everything was streamlined. And so going forward, there would be some things like Zcomb, pods, capsules that would release soon after. But the main meat of it was towards the beginning where we established a strong foundation on how we would build ourselves and build the future of the protocol. And so small things would also include like establishing a validator because one of our pillars was to help support the Phantom Network. And so this would not only help support the Phantom Network, but improve our sustainability and actually have a core objective for all of the community. That is, and the thing is that validator is still ran by the DAO, um, ran by the governance holders of um, Zcomb, um, one of Comb's um, newer products. And so, going into like the the later half of the protocol there would be zcomb pods and capsules which was a way of revenue sharing and so um we re-established the entire tokenomics of the protocol 
and so that we weren't just relying on the creation of nodes and that as being our only way of um, giving value back to the community. Right. Um, we wanted to do it in a way that was able to earn the trust of people and um, at the same time, make it a little bit more sustainable. And so we would incentivize users to go into Zcom. We would incentivize users and um, kind of earn the trust of users to kind of keep Comb because um, at the end of the day, we think Comb is a very valuable asset. And in order to kind of demonstrate that and reward those who kind of um, believe in us, right? Um, we've established a system where the tokenomics are incentivized for those um, that believe in the team. And as you mentioned before, um, we're building stronger products and um, that, such as Utopia that we'll mention later on. But those kind of like small details, um, the incentivization of newer products um, really were thought out and made so that the whole community kind of benefits. And so Zcomb would be the revenue sharing um, portion of Comb. Um, this would be a way to lock up your Comb tokens for um, a set number of um, days, weeks, years, and um, you'd earn our fees or our revenue from the protocol. Um, and furthermore, you could also earn Comb, accumulate Comb through um, depositing LPs into our pools. Um, this is a way of just um, kind of investing without um, needing to kind of investing into Comb directly. Right. And um, the next portion would be something a little bit more different, which would be pods and capsules where you can deposit Comb um, to um, these little, these NFT assets. And similarly to um, nodes, where it's one token in, then one token out, um, we have that same system, but also for other tokens. So um, that would be Ethereum, Bitcoin, Phantom, AVAX. All those tokens would become available um, through the selling of pods. And um, Comb would be the one token in, one token out for capsules. But the difference here would be that these tokens are a lot more sustainable. The rewards are a lot more sustainable because they don't require the selling of Comb. Um, they are only given out through the revenue of the protocol. And so whenever we give out rewards, um, it's not like overinflated and actually harming our ecosystem. It's actually um, a net benefit for us as right. well. And so, yeah, that's the brief summary of the history. Sam, do you want to add yeah, on to that? So um, I guess the main idea... Um, through everything Phil has been explaining from starting his notes up until all the little additions that we did with our notes, um, you know, like the universal endpoint, you know, we've, 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 we've done so much, but the main idea, I think that um, for us, all the products and services that we provided for our investors and user and users in the space has always been uh, simplicity, but at the same time, it's basically uh, us as a company being able to adapt to changes and being able to push those change out very, very quickly. Right now, for the past few months, we've been actually, we've taken a step back as far as, um, I would say, pushing a, a, a like, like week after week or bi-weekly. And I think that's due to also the bear market giving us that breathing room. So this time with Utopia, um, it's very, and we'll go into it a lot more. However, it, it's, it's one of those aspects where we took our time and we've adapted uh, and are ready to set a new standard as far as another way for users to invest in DeFi. Um, but as far as going off what Phil was mentioning, it's I would think the main idea for all of us is to see how we've been so quick to adapt to changes and always putting our users and investors essentially first and making sure that they're always rewarded or there's some sort of way where they benefit, where if a user got in or investor got in the previous day or the previous week, that basically they did not get into a product or invest in some sort of, I would say, product or service that basically the terms or anything changed, right? Like we right. always focus on making sure that if you bought this X on this X day, whatever you bought, you shall receive. Um, and moving forward while keeping the protocol sustainability in mind. Now, a lot of this is also learning experiences. If we basically, if you take, if you roll back the time one year and we had the knowledge of what we had today, Oh my Jesus, <laughs> like the thing, how things would have been different, you know, because we truly think capsules and pods, as Phil mentioned, they're deflationary. It doesn't emit, uh, basically the comb for capsules is actually bought. 
you know, so it's actually inflationary every time a user can compound. There's so many different ways where a user can actually, um, I guess, utilize our infrastructure that can truly make home an extremely valuable asset in the future, uh, an appreciating asset um, to actually go to say that. So there's so many different ways that one can get involved with our community and not to like blab for too long regarding it. But if anybody ever has any questions regarding anything that Bill or I mentioned, always hop in Discord and any, any community member or staff member would be more than happy to show you how to, I guess, get involved. And kind of get from there, but I don't know if you have any questions, Steve. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, the, the breakdown is kind of point blank period. You guys have all of these assets that live in your ecosystem, but I think, uh, at least for me, um, it's so cool to see how each one is incorporated into that ecosystem. They all make sense. They all play their own part. We, we see in some protocols that uh, they just take bits and pieces from other projects and implement them into their own protocol, their own ecosystem, where it doesn't really make a ton of sense at the end of the day. You guys have so many different puzzle pieces that make sense, and they they have their purpose within your ecosystem that all roll back to the main goal um, of what Comb was built on. So I think you guys did a really good job on uh, not only the new tech implementations that you guys have made, but the original pivot to that revenue share model. I mean, you guys were one of the first to do that. Um, on top of that, you have uh, this this style where if the community succeeds, we as a team can succeed. And I think very few protocols do that. So with with you guys taking that approach where if our community wins, our um, our community wins, our team wins type deal, um, you know, that that sets you up in a way that, uh, in, you know, I think drives a team or is able to drive a team further and stretch the limits and come up with something groundbreaking. Because if you can do that, uh, you're doing it for the community. And I think that's exactly what happened um, with Utopia and what you guys are going to be implementing with this new addition to your ecosystem. Um, just real quick, before we get into uh, Utopia, if, say, uh, you know, someone that's listening to this podcast and they they heard the breakdown of what every puzzle piece, um, Phil, that you talked about means, what might be the best way for a new investor uh, to get involved in Comb? Do you think uh, pods are, are the, the first step or... Um, you know, capsules might be the first step. What would you suggest? You know, of course, not financial advice, but maybe the best way to navigate through your ecosystem um, to set up a new investor for success. Um, in my opinion, I think the best way for an investor to um, really establish themselves in Comb is to probably yeah um, participate in like like a pod or a capsule. Um, Capsules are a good starting point because, uh, as we mentioned before, it's that concept of one token and one token out. Um, something that really uh, it was established within the node season, and so capsules is kind of a mimic of that, except for the fact that the rewards are backed by something completely different. And so, I think if you wanted to start investing on Comb, um, head over to our site and visit our capsule section where you can start your own capsule. We're, we've we've been work the, to we've been so hard at work guys for Utopia that you know no, I'm just kidding. Basically, there it it depends on the different routes I guess a user wants to kind of expose themselves into. As you mentioned, we have a, a variety of services from farms to pools, or, or from farms to compounders to capsules to um, pods. So there's a lot of different ways for a user to invest into. Now, as Phil mentioned, my two favorites are pods and capsules. Um, the reason for that is it's a very simple process as far as um, investing into it's it's very similar to how we were I would say for users that are similar that are in the node space for how nodes are created. And that's the way as far as like designing the products we wanted to kind of showcase to our audience was essentially that, you know, we wanted to basically mimic what you guys are already used to, but in a way that's a lot more sustainable. Now, depends on how you want to get paid. 
as I mentioned, capsules benefits the protocol pretty uh, it's 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 pretty positively benefits the protocol. While whereas pods still has at the same time benefits the protocol. Um, but the way pods work is pods essentially um, we have different. It just depends on the pod you buy. Mm -hmm. We have like a Bitcoin pod, a Phantom pod, ETH pod. So if you want to get rewarded in those tokens, um, then the pods would be the route. But if you want to get rewarded in Comb in a way that benefits Comb, and as fellow mentioned, is backed by um, actual revenue, then Capsule is the way to go, right? Because all the product, basically everything that we've built out in our infrastructure, uh, like Zcom, is a humongous, humongous. Um, it's it's I would say it's more of a tech uh, uh, aspect than anything than investing, right? Because having that um, sort of system outlined, we can actually create a lot of, uh, pro, uh, I would say, products that can be very beneficial for the protocol because it's revenue backed, right? So basically the comb that we're emitting isn't comb that we're just emitting for no reason. It's a comb that's basically bought from the revenue that we're generating as a protocol. And that comb is basically given to the user. Now, it's it also every time a user compounds or claims, uh, there is positive, um, there's buy pressure for comb as far as a capsule goes. Which is why I love capsules because if yep. you if you do believe in the product comb, you're getting rewarded in comb. If you're claiming and buying or basically claiming or compounding every time you're doing that, there's a buy pressure for comb in the back end um, because it sells all the tokens that we generate from our revenue share and buys it directly into comb. So once people start adapting, I would say adopting um, into capsules itself, and hopefully during the bull market or even earlier, we're going to see massive, massive buy pressure to the point where comb's constantly going to be an appreciating graph. Uh, hopefully, you know, and then as far as the same, same thing goes, we have tons of other aspects where uh, I would say strategies where it's going to help us generate more revenue, but everything that we've done since day one has always been actual revenue that we generate, right? It's not anything where we're relying on some other protocol or some sort of other investment. It's actual strategies and investments that we, uh, make in-house. Um, and I think that's really the beauty of the next stage of web three is, um, the new standard of protocol isn't just investing in another protocol. It's actually make doing, uh, whatever, whether it's, um, liquidity vamping or what have you, there's different types of ways to generate, um, funds, you know, owning like, you know, the, um, uh, what is the bribes, right? The bribe wars, having a, a humongous, um, position in that. So there's so many different ways that we're trying to implement and set ourselves in a very, um, appropriate, um, stance for the next basically we're prepping ourselves really well and I'm very, very like confident at the same time, as you mentioned in the beginning, we haven't really, we haven't even taken a salary or any stuff in that aspect uh, because we don't want to, it doesn't feel right if we're not generating or there's not enough. We'd rather be like, you know what, our vested interest is in the success of Comb. If Comb su uh, succeeds, then we already know we'll be paid via that route. And I right. think a lot of it at the same time is doing the greater good for the community, right? Providing uh, individuals that enter this space Right? Like a new target audience isn't people that are so, so deep into DeFi. It's people that are trying to get now into DeFi or get exposed into DeFi. What is a protocol to go to, right? Who has, who has already set a standard, right? Something that's safe, um, sustainable. And at the end of the day, uh, we, we will offer some sort, I would say of, I would say generally more risky place that will, uh, that will showcase to our investors, but we really want to be known as, uh, as since day one, we're a tech company in the in the, in the industry of DeFi, right? right. Of blockchain. Uh, so we really want to be known for that and provide um, individuals and investors various ways to invest in this space. Yeah, man. But, and uh, one thing that you said that I want to put a little bit of emphasis on um, where, where you said we want to kind of put an end to uh, this investing in other protocols. We've seen time and time again, some decentralized financial protocol almost in a way like put the entire reliability of their treasury into the hands of the success of other protocols and it's so great that you're taking a different approach where it's like hey let's us succeed for our investors to succeed so i think that's a really uh it's a really cool way of kind of putting an end to uh you know that circle of investments and funds that have been floating around in um in DeFi, really where uh, you put so much reliability on other projects and basically leaving your community up to 
um, or, you know, exposed to potential risks with these other protocols. Um, with what you guys are doing, uh, your, your personal backgrounds, Combs background, I think offering your community that chance for success without other exposure to failure in other protocols is such a really cool approach. And I wish that more projects would adopt that vision where, you know, bet on yourself, bet on the success of you uh, and don't rely on, on someone else to do it for you. So again, commend you guys for taking that approach um, to, to what you guys are doing as far as the treasury goes. Um, for, uh, I guess, a little bit of a segue into Utopia, where, you know, you guys are doing something different in that aspect, um, which I think is important for mass adoption. I think Utopia is so important for mass adoption, because, uh, you know, people that have been in the space for a really long time, they, they know this, and people that are just getting into the space on this last bull run, um, I'm sure that they have a little bit of, um, you know, it's daunting trying to get into LPs sometimes where you see, okay, I have to buy this token and then compound this into something else. And you have to go through all of these different hoops, right? So Utopia fixes that and it offers, in my opinion, a great chance at one of the um, biggest factors of decentralized finance. Um, and it, it simplifies such a complex process. So I'll let you guys explain it a little bit more um, about what Utopia is, how it simplifies such a complex process, um, and you know how we can expect that to see uh, or expect to see that uh, you know change DeFi. So I can go on about that. So. Um, yes, we are building um, a yield aggregating platform, um, yield optimization platform named Utopia. So to give some context, um, there's a bunch of yield optimizers in the space. Um, I believe we all are pretty familiar with them, like Beefy, um, Yield Yak, Reaper. Um, those are some of the big ones that exist at the moment. And um, although they are great in their own ways, um, we know that there are some places where we can improve on. Um, some things would be capital efficiency and the user experience for these yield optimization platforms. And so what we offer at Utopia it are um, one of the higher yielding platforms um, in comparison to the other platforms out there um, with low fees, with better capital efficiency and an ultimate user experience tailored for a Web2 audience. Um, some things we do would be mimicking a centralized exchange UI um, and really overriding and abstracting the process of entering one of their vaults. And at Utopia, we offer what we call Utopia tokens. And so when people think of hopping into DeFi for the first time, um, they aren't looking to become a part of like building LPs looking to borrow, supply, um, a bunch of different little things that you just have to learn. Um, it's just really complicated to begin with. And so when people actually enter cryptocurrency Web3, um, they know how to do something, one thing at least, which is buying a token and holding it. Um, I think we all would start with buying like maybe um, a shit coin like Dogecoin or maybe buying just a blue chip like Ethereum AVAX or Bitcoin and just holding it, right? Mm -hmm. You either sell at a profit or loss, and that's how you would participate in Web3 cryptocurrency, etc. And so as you enter the steps into DeFi and it gets a little bit harder, um, you start entering what we say are LPs, liquidity tokens. And as soon as you get there, things get complicated really fast. And um, not only will you have to be swapping more often, approving more often, um, you'll also be hopping onto other platforms and adding LPs and getting just associated with other platforms, adding just too many layers of a complexity that it just makes it all the more difficult to actually be getting into DeFi. Yep. Um, yep. There are two things that could happen to that user. One, they could just give up or they could spend hours on just a process that can just be simplified into a few steps. So at Utopia, we 
do things a bit differently than asking people to create their own LPs and swapping themselves. Um, we do everything in the back end. We abstract the entire process of adding LPs um, and at the same time, the swapping um, to just one simple transaction. And so doing so, we're able to invite more retail consumers and um, provide a user experience that is very, um, that people just like in general, just um, less steps and just more people, more investing. And so what we do in the back end is we do in a capital efficient manner, manner um, we swap the tokens, we add the LP, um, very simple, but um, it, it does get complicated for the more platforms that are added on um, that you would assume they would have to do. Right. And so that's one of the bigger improvements we have on the system. And the second improvement that I've mentioned like a couple of times is just the capital efficiency. Um, I want to kind of explain uh, maximum extracted value, also known as MEV. Um, this is pretty bad for the ecosystem because um, there are these bots out there that are constantly adding like a, you would say an invisible tax on your transaction, stealing just a little bit of a couple of pennies to a dollar from everybody's like transactions which accumulate to thousands on hundreds of dollars for profits for people really extracting value out of other people. And so what we do in the back end is we try to become as capital efficient as possible by um, being MEV resistant. Um, we aggregate through different um, liquidity sources and we really do the arbitrage ourselves. And so when you are trading your capital, um, depositing or buying our Utopia tokens, um, it does it in the most efficient manner where you're not losing anything in the process. In fact, you may gain something in the process. So that those are some things that are really different. And this type of capital efficiency does not just exist for the user, but also for all of our vaults. Um, we do things like protect ourselves from sandwich attacks. We are also MEV resistant. So we do the arbitrage ourselves. And so that when we are harvesting, um, we're not losing anything in the process. Um, which is something that happens um, on occasion for other yield optimizers. And so for them calling themselves yield optimization, it, we could do that better. And that's what we, from a tech standpoint, have been building out. And so this is the base layer of what we're trying to build. Um, there are existing strategies that um, reinvest capital, um, but we will we are looking to just build on this capital efficiency and apply that to more um, different strategies out there like leveraging, um, like looping, right? Um, and borrowing and lending, which is kind of what that is um, specifically. Right. And so different types of strategies we're doing research on at the moment, and then we would have multi-strategy. And so that was kind of a sidetrack, but overall, um, I think the two things that stand out in Utopia and what we're trying to build is the user experience and the capital efficiency standpoint for the tech. So. In all, the platform itself um, altogether is like the ultimate yield optimization platform out there. Um, we think that we stand out because of our familiar experiences and um, just the higher rates we have compared to our other competitors. And so that's kind of the spiel of Utopia. Um, yeah, Sam, do you want to add on just a little? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, do you, first off, Steve, do you have any, I guess, any questions? Um, regarding anything Phil mentioned, or I, I think that you bring up a good point where, um, you know, education in the space right now, I, I would, you know, assume that not a lot of people know about, uh, the bots that skim a little bit of transaction, uh, fees, right? There, there are so many things that go into, uh, again, this, this complex process that you guys are able, um, you know, to inadvertently almost increase user experience by taking care of all the things on the back end that they're not familiar with, that they don't want to research themselves. Um, you know, education in Web3 is not the sexy thing. It's it's not a, a point of research that a lot of people uh, want to do. They want to look at an NFT and say, oh, I can mint this for this and I can flip it for that and I can moon on this token and I can 20x on, you know what I mean? Those are the sexy things in the space. Um, so the the fact that you guys are, are really 
um, revamping this process almost and allowing people, um, you know, I, I don't want to say that you're taking the research out of their hands that they have to do, but if they do decide to do the research into what happens on the back end and the things that uh, they're susceptible to and, and all of these different fees with these different transactions and, you know, blah, blah, blah. The fact that you guys are making it so much more efficient, uh, again, inadvertently creates a better user experience because when people utilize that, they'll see, oh, I'm not paying as much doing it this way as I might be doing it somewhere else. So, uh, you know, again, commend you guys on focusing on the little things. And it's almost like, you know, you hear something like this and it's like, wow, how has no one like even broached this before? Because it, it is such a, uh, it's not as, it's not a simple concept by any means, but it's a simple idea where you allow people um, to, to maximize their transactions and what they see in, in forms of benefits. Um, you, yeah. you just don't see a lot of people that are paying attention to that from the user end, if that makes sense. So again, Me too, right? from yeah, our side. yeah, like, um, and that's where it gets kind of funny. You know, I think a lot of, uh, I guess a really great example that a lot of people will kind of resonate with is kind of like Robinhood, right? Robinhood took something so complex and made it very easy yep. investing the stocks. The fact that my mother is an immigrant from another country, barely knows how to speak English, has an app and invests and can buy any stock, um, basically, um, is insane to me, right? They took something so complex, and then as Robinhood kind of, I guess, adapted, um, over time they kind of introduced, I would say, additional features like Robinhood Gold and I guess their options trading, all that stuff. That wasn't main, I would say, their major core concept um, to kind of, you know, to attract investors in. For us, going back to Utopia. Uh, as I mentioned previously, um, in the tagline, simple, uh, simplifying complexity or complexity, complexity simplified. simplified. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, we have to ask ourselves, what, what do users generally want to do when they get exposed into this space? Right. And when you come into web three, what do you generally, like, what do you want to do? Right. Um, going back to my personal example is I bought basically these weird coins that I would hold. Um, and then I would get to in the hopes of getting some sort of capital gains from mm -hmm. it. Now, then I got exposed into staking, being like, you know what? I kind of got, I kind of like this more of this passive side aspect of DeFi, right? So why, like, so going back to the user itself, and also I don't want to speak, not speaking ill on any uh, protocols out there. Why haven't this been adopted in the past? I think a lot of this has to just do with there was there's no need to because mm -hmm. uh, if something's working you don't want to you don't want to stop it same time um it's the bar was set so low as far as standards go three so I think true the, so yeah true. it's like people just want to get in this space they're hungry to get in the space so let's give them basically a way to do it who, who cares about everything else right um let's let's make the main functionality for them to work and they'll figure it out right then um but long story like i said i don't want to speak too like all this stuff but a lot of it has to go through it, all the stages that we went through and the spaces we've gone through was much needed, right? As far as uh, setting a new standard for investors, for protocol uh, staffs um, to kind of go forward, it's making a, a completely new uh, switch where it's not really too much like the wild, wild west anymore. It's kind of becoming a little bit more corporate, but in a better way, right? In a, in a more structured manner that there's just more VCs that web three is just kind of already known. If you go to like in my university itself, this is the hottest thing, you know, as far as what's like every college kid or university, which is the next generation of our society, what are they kind of interested in? What are they looking into to kind of make um, an impact with? And the amount of, I would say tools that web three can provide for web two users and what have you is going to be insane in the future. Yeah. You know, as Phil mentioned, utopia, we want to basically, provide i guess this is the basic way um to kind of describe it as phil mentioned is kind of this we mimicked a style of kind of a centralized exchange so we already know when users are on Robinhood or coinbase they're kind of used to that centralized exchange where they're just kind of swapping or buying into a token right now now imagine if those tokens you bought or that stock you bought automatically reinvest its dividends or um compounds a token every you know say what, what are what, what are we at like every 10 minutes oh 
I mean, like as far as um, it depends on the actually the fees, and so, um, it attempts to harvest whenever it becomes profitable. Okay. Oh, awesome, awesome. But on average, would you say like probably every hour, less than every hour? Um, probably a little, yeah, uh, more often than that. So like, um, maybe more often as in like less than every even thirty minutes, ten minutes, like okay, really depends. Yeah. yeah. So going off that time frame, a uh, duration of 30 minutes, imagine buying a stock that the dividends that you receive, and the reason I use stock is because that's an example that I feel like everybody can kind of associate with and kind of used to. Imagine you're buying a stock that every 30 minutes, it continuously reinvests right back into that stock, the dividends. Um, essentially, that's what we're trying to provide here, Utopia, for our, our audience. It's a new standard to invest in DeFi. The tech is insane, right? This isn't, this isn't just an ordinary yield optimizer. Uh, protocol. This is completely revolutionary in terms of how I would say investors and users are kind of used to in this space. Also, the programs like the Alliance program that we have going forward, it's kind of like Robinhood's commission-free trading, how, you know, we're taking basically 50% out and you can have that as whoever you refer. The fees itself um, are, as Phil mentioned, we provide the highest rate of returns uh, for these tokens. And it's really going to be a new thing. Our hope for Utopia is that platforms out there, protocols out there would adopt it. And basically, you know, they have yield farms, they have farms, um, staking. Now, hopefully they're going to provide Utopia tokens as well to their community. Um, and hopefully that's like, I guess, the grand vision goal is how we're going to kind of move forward. However, at the same time, we do have our own platform itself developed, um, had a bunch of testing. And right now we're actually seeking a lot of advice as from you know your your guys's uh, caliber to mentors of our just our own personal network as instead of us like kind of really bootstrap because this is very very revolutionary in terms of what's actually exposed in this space mm. and we spent a lot of time on this to make sure that this isn't just a, a bootstrap product or project that we just made you know this is something that has gone through people with so much experience and knowledge in this field um to kind of showcase and like i said the entire goal from our beginning with this for this platform even with comb because utopia is a subsidiary of comb is to essentially be the bridge from web 2 retail investors into web 3. now that's like our target audience and so we want to basically have everything that they're used to and then further along the ride like as phil mentioned where we provide lending and all that great stuff they'll be kind of exposed to once they've kind of already are exposed to our platform and kind of understand how it works. Um, it's going to be very, very awesome. We're both extremely excited. The entire team is extremely excited. The community is very excited. Oh, yeah. Everyone's out, but it's one of those aspects where this is such a great, great product that has, the space hasn't seen. And the fact that, you know, even you were saying, why hasn't this been even made? Right. right. There's so many, there's so many answers to the reason for that, but um, very, very excited. And, um, hopefully the community will be excited as well to kind of play around with this, see it and kind of be like, wow, this is uh, very, very easy. You guys can test it, basically bring it to your mother, your, right. your father, bring it to someone that isn't even in the space and see if they're able to navigate through the platform. Now that was my entire goal. If they can essentially do that and utilize our platform, someone that's not even exposed to that space, then it's a win, you know, and that takes surveys and test users that aren't even in the space. So it's hard to not, not utilize our community members, right? Because they're already in the space. Yeah. So it's like, how do we get someone on the street being like, Hey, if you're using this product today, do you know what this product does for you? Right. And if that, and if they're able to say, yay, then that's, then, then we have, then we have something here, you know, and if they say nay, then we got to say, what do we need to improve upon? Exactly. You know? And I think that's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, you, you mentioned about all the time that was spent in developing this. And it's so great to see projects that are taking this opportunity in the bear market when things might not be moving a million miles an hour the same way that they do in the bull market. And you're building through the bear. You're taking time. Um, you know, you're not rushing to a red light pretty much. You're, you're being concise while making sure that you're spending the time on developing something like this, not releasing it before it's completed. I mean, how many times do we see someone that's trying to, to go through a really, um, you know, revolutionary idea, but they release it too quick or it's not 
perfected or there's something wrong with it. And then the entire mindset behind it, it just collapses because people have had an exposure to, um, you know, for lack of a better word, a failure in some capacity. And it, it just leaves a, a sour taste in someone's mouth. So the fact that you guys have put this time in, you've done the research, you've done the testing, you've, you know, perfected your concept on uh, what goes into Utopia, I think is a testament, again, to your team, how you guys develop something uh, and the mindset behind it. So uh, I think that's really great. And one of, you know, my my personal first experience with Utopia uh, was, I mean, was it a week ago now or a week and yeah. a half ago? Um, when, uh, you know, I, you guys had asked me to, to hop onto a quick call and I was at a, a buddy's daughter's birthday party and I, I stepped outside of the, of the party and, you know, we spent about 30 to 45 minutes, uh, Phil, you were going over the, the, uh, pitch with the visuals and you guys were explaining this to me. And I thought, you know, to myself, this is big. And, you know, we, we get off the phone and I go back inside. I'm I'm there at this party with with my girlfriend, and say, "Hun, we gotta leave right now." Uh, you know, we I get home and rush home. Fifteen minutes later, I'm uh, I'm on the the horn with my co-founder of Caliber, and I'm thinking to myself, "Is this as big as I think it's gonna be?" And I sent him what you guys had sent me, uh, and you know, he spent ten to fifteen minutes looking through it, and his first reply was, "Holy shit!" You know what I mean? So it it gave me that. Uh, that feeling of, you know, okay, I'm not overreacting. This is something that is revolutionary. This is something that is going to increase. Uh, it's going to increase the chances of mass adoption. And I think that anything that um, that moves that process forward is supposed to be celebrated and appreciated. Uh, and I think that's exactly what Utopia does. And you make a really good point. If you know, we can go up to um, whoever and they're able to navigate through utopia then that is a win but if they're not able to navigate to it it was okay how can how can we better that experience um and you know i i think it the the main goal is for mass adoption right the the ethos behind cryptocurrency is there but not everyone wants to see it right now or maybe not everyone is able to see it whether they want to or not i think it's a louder actually man i think if you if investors or just consumers day to day are able to be exposed um to some sort of asset that is in web3 and it's very simple for them and there's you know there's also like we do have um descriptions and there can be an advanced mode where they kind of see like expert mode right where they can kind of see like a little bit more of the statistics going behind it um i would assume if if like a lot of these aspects in my opinion are more not like they don't even want to touch a space because if they want to touch a space and they just don't believe in web3 right but for all of us the fact that we're even here we have we believe right yeah. there's, there's there's a reason why ct is still there people believe in this right and there's enough people that believe in this in fact elon and believe like you know what i'm saying there's yeah. there's the top political figures in the world that are believing into this so to think that this would not some sort of aspect of this will not be adopted in the future even moving forward the fact that's happening in universities and that's kind of the next wave in my opinion is kind of you know um and this I'm, this is not even financial advice but what's happening in universities typically what's most likely going to be the next wave as far as will anything involved with tech yeah or what have you any industry um the fact that that's the hottest thing on university and, and specifically my university um, I'm sure a lot of other universities, everybody's kind of talking about whether it's crypt, whether it's NFTs or what have you. Um, and one aspect too is obviously, you know, Utopia, the perfect ecosystem. It's in the name. Um, we 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 aren't going to be like, okay, we'll release this one is perfect, right? Like there, we we realize it's gonna there's gonna be some faults and that we're gonna kind of adopt, like kind of uh, adapt to, and then basically kind of be like iterate and make it better and better as time goes on. Um, that's already a given, you know. But one thing that we want to strive to kind of go. Uh, I would say that can really catapult us is actually using our networks, right? Yeah. Development's essentially done, right? But bringing this to actually the next stage and acquiring kind of the network needed to really make this a big thing and taking this to VCs, like establishing a pitch. Like we haven't really formally created 
uh, Phil has this like pitch deck kind of out, but not really formulated pitch were because that wasn't our entire focus. We weren't focused on pitching this, right? We were focused on, okay, let's build this. Let's make this perfect, this build. And the product itself will sell itself, yep. right? For me, I always hate trying to sell something. Um, I hate selling. I never want to sell, right? It just, if the product, the product should always sell itself and we should be able to describe it. And the user, whoever's interested in that would be like, wow. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, as far as everything goes for the VCs and going there, um, they have so many, I would say, connection networks at the same time from from our backgrounds. And we're not just like, you know, a, like a student will say, hey, we just made this, right? It's one of those things that we're coming from an established uh, company with that has demonstrated success um, and has demonstrated continued success. Now we want to take this a, like a step further. You know, and obviously by being an investor in Comb, you're already exposed to all those avenues um, by just being in Zcomb, which right. capital get you in the Zcomb anyways. Um, so everything that we're trying to do is going to always come back and feed funnel back to our investors. But I think the biggest way um, that we're super excited for is that this is the product that we really want to showcase to um, the next wave of, I guess, investors yep. and retail investors and just the next generation of DeFi, I would say. So it's super, super cool. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I think you guys have had the right approach from day one in the inception of Come all the way up to Utopia. You guys are are doing things that increase the chances for mass adoption. You're making it easier on the user end, you're building things that make sense, and you're doing so all all with the vision to better uh, your community's experience. And I don't think that you can ask much more from a team in that light. So, um, you know, I, I think this is all brilliant. I can't wait to see what comes of Utopia. I have high hopes for it. I know that you guys have high hopes for it. I know that your community has high hopes for it. And I think that they're going to be pleasantly pleased um, with, you know, being able to partake in something that, in my opinion, is is groundbreaking. What you guys are offering with Utopia. So yeah. as as a comb community me community member, I want to thank you guys for you know allowing me to participate in something like this, um, and you know being at the at the ground floor of what the yeah. next big thing Calvary. that yeah I would I yeah, you're, you're that mass adoption see you're part of it this is a um, yeah you're part of it essentially yeah man we're we're both trying to to do something that's uh, you know in in the effort of mass adoption that allows people to have a simpler experience that allows them to understand things a little bit better without having to worry about the million things on the back end right so uh, yeah i i think we definitely share in that vision of trying to to simplify the day-to-day -day a little bit um, yeah, i completely agree it's something that we've worked really hard on and um at the end of the end of the day um that's just our always objective is just um get more people into crypto and web3 and really make the space the way or greater than how we entered so yeah i really appreciate it too yeah uh, dude that's that's really a, a captivating way of putting it where as long as you can do something that leaves the space a little bit better than you found it i think that you've made a, a positive impact and what more can we as builders ask than that right yeah, yeah. but um yeah listen we're we're at an hour uh this was an absolutely tremendous conversation like i said i'm so excited for what you guys uh are building are about to release um excited for you know the community's reaction i know that they're going to be absolutely thrilled with all this um we're going to be releasing this episode in combs discord um for the first couple days so you have to be in combs discord to be able to listen uh to this podcast we will have links in the description to uh you know as discord invites we will have links uh to w it's at debouche on twitter uh phil yours is uh your twitter is what at moons don't burn moons, um, moons don't burn yeah. okay yeah um at comb financial on twitter like i said we will have all these links in the description um if anything else that you guys would uh like to cover before we sign off here no um not not much from my end just um come check us out 
um, and just talk to us. I think um, one of the best ways to actually get information and know what we're building and getting to know the team is just talking to us directly. Um, I'm always online. I'll be like in general and I can talk to people. So if you want, just at me. Um, as long as it's not like too, too much, um, I'll respond and um, <laughs> I'll um, give you guys a conversation as well. So yeah, just get to know us. Um, we're good people. We're just people at the end of the day. So um, yeah, and it'd be it'd be nice to meet you all too. Awesome. Couldn't have said it better myself. Actually, I'm a complete opposite. Don't at me. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I guess the closing remark is get ready. We didn't really talk too much about Alliance, the Alliance program, but give me a lot of talk for that. Get ready. It's going to be very, very awesome. And uh, as Phil mentioned, any questions that anybody has, just please reach out. The Discord itself is the best way to get in contact with any of us. You can always create a ticket if something is a little bit more um, urgent. Um, but besides that, thank you so much for having both of us on. This was a lot of fun. I just a casual talk. Hopefully, yeah, man. You know, people are like, oh, we want to see something. You know what I'm saying? But hopefully, that will come. They'll, they'll all have it itself. But hopefully, you know, I'm very, very thankful for the Caliber team to even take us on and help us out to really, really make this the next big thing. So thank you once again. Yeah, no problem. Guys, thank you. Bottom of my heart, I appreciate you coming on to chop it up with me about, you know, your past, your future, everything that you guys are doing uh, and allowing me to, you know, share in this journey with you guys a little bit through Caliber. Uh, and, you know, again, as a Comb community member. So thank you on my end. Um, links in the description. We will see you guys next time. Cheers, everyone.